process is Black and White, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Yes, sir. And it's on a Tuesday, so it's anyone who was patiently waiting. Twice uh, we're late. Twice yeah, we're late, late and late. twice we're in the evening. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got a question. I had I've been having this conversation this week. And I'm very curious to your answer to this. Do you have is it is it have you ever had survivor's remorse? What does that mean? Okay. So, a lot of times, survivors... So, the the basic meaning of survivor's remorse is that something tragic happens in an environment or a situation that you were in. You survive, and others don't. So, you're the survivor. Meanwhile, there's a group or a set of people who continue to suffer or have paid the ultimate price of suffering while you moved on and kind of lived your life. And that remorse part is you end up kind of always looking back and feeling like, um, you know, kind of feeling like you don't really deserve what you have because other people didn't get to experience this with you who kind of came, you know, went through the same trials or tribulations that you went through or the same traumatic experience that you went through and you were the one to survive it. No. Got you. Definitely Figured that not. would be your answer. <laughs> no, mostly um, th- there's two things, right? Like one is I know I'm exceptionally fortunate and um, I've been lucky. Like a lot of the decisions that I made just worked out. Dumb luck. You know what I mean? Just dumb luck. Like I decided, oh, you know what? I'm not going to go do that. Like in those situations where like just pure dumb luck was was my benefit. And then on the other side of that is uh, I actively reach out in the world to the people that didn't necessarily have the advantages that I have or – uh, the good luck that I have, right? Like I'm a, I mentor on this, like for these people who, who are trying to become software engineers who have records, right? Criminal records. So, so that they can like change their life, right? Recidivism's like insanely high, right? So it's gives it, and I do that work, right? And when you do that work, you just understand it's all variance, man. It's all variance. Anybody could, it could have been somebody else. It happened to be you. And that what, what is your responsibility is to like, look around, remember that, be thankful for what you've got, work harder and also help the people behind you. So I don't think about it that way ever. How about you? Yes. So your, your answer to how you, you kind of handled it is the right answer. 
you know, you, you basically, like you said, you just realize like, Hey, it's this opportunity is, was going to present, be presented to somebody and it got presented to you. And now your job is to make the best of this opportunity and reach back and try to hold the door open for as many people as you possibly can. Um, because the idea of all of us being able to go is, it's just not a, a realistic idea. You know what I mean? Like Jackie Robinson got to play in the major leagues. And at that time he could have been like, no, not unless every Negro player can play. Every black player can play in the, in the major leagues. Will I come? And if he would have took that stance, who knows? Baseball could still be segregated. But instead, he was like, all right, well, I'm going to go in. I'm going to show these people what, you know, black players are about. And it's going to encourage the rest of the league to all go out and get the next Jackie Robinson. And, and it's exactly what they did, what it did. And it opened up the door for the next one and the next one and the next one. You know what I mean? Um, but to answer the question for me, have I ever had it? Absolutely. And I still have it. And, you know, so for me, like, I grew up with it. It was something that was, was kind of embedded in me as a kid, being being somebody that probably I would say legitimately around, like, my, my preteen years, I moved out of a, you know, you would pretty much identify it as a, you know, a, a America's ghetto, if you want to call it that, or, like, you know, a pretty much a, a lower lower upper lower class i would probably call it you know like right in the cusp of lower middle and then low class black community um where there wasn't a ton of opportunities a lot of people just kind of you know you you pretty much grow up there and you kind of die there you don't really get to see a whole lot of the rest of the world um things were getting you know, progressively worse at the time that I moved out and my mom decided to, you know, give me that opportunity and move to the suburbs. And so my whole life as a kid, I had it. I chose not to like living in the suburbs as a kid because I felt like I was leave. I left my family behind. Sure. It didn't, it took me until I was like an adult, Devin, to realize like, oh, I like it here and this is great. And I want to have a family here. Like, I love my tree line street. Like, there's no there's no trees in the neighborhood that I, I grew up in prior to media. Like, they cut them all down. They were all dying and rotting, and they cut them all down, and, and no one replanted. So it was just, you know, concrete jungle. And uh, I, still, it took me years and years and years. I cried every time I had to leave. Not because, you know, there was this, terrible thing that I was going into but it was that I struggled with like leaving everybody behind and why me like you know what I mean and as I got older I, I realized like part of my mission with 2400 and why everything kind of circles back to that is like I realized that that's what was supposed to happen because I what I am supposed to be a light in a in a in a, in a beacon you know, to my family and the people that are, you know, from that community and that now my job is to come back and bring all this information that I've been able to pick up on, you know, being able to learn on the, the knowledge that I've gained and try to find a way to have an impact 
you know, to, to fulfill, I guess, that whole of survivor's remorse. But absolutely. And I ask this because in the book, it's displayed. Man, it's displayed. It's it's displayed when he gets the scholarship and he goes with the college and he talks about the dynamic of the college in that community. You know what I mean? Like like how at times he felt like he feels like, you know, I'm I wanna say something, I wanna do something, but I but I can't. Also because there's these good things happening for me. You know? Yeah, that's actually what I, I I was super interested in what your reaction to that like that part of the book like as a as a black man who's been successful from a place where there's not a ton of success, right? Mhm. Um I mean it's, it's not to say that there's not success, but there's not a No, ton. not a ton. You're 100% you know? right. Um and like when you hear the sort of, cause there's, there's a lot of interesting judgment in this period in the book, right? Like mm-hmm. there's like the, there's a lot of like what I think we would look on as like distrust of the rich white guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then oh. distrust of the young black guy who trusts the rich white guy. Like there's a, like, there's a lot of all these like interesting, like distrusts. And then you are navigating, you're reading this book, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're navigating your personal life story within that context. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I wonder how that's going for Vernon. So I, I want to hear more about this. I'm excited about this. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're, and you're 100% right. It it was, so it, it, it definitely felt like, uh, so here, I got it's a it's on the same line but someone asked me the other day kind of the question you're asking me but but in a different way and they were just like hey man you know um how does it feel at times like as someone of color who like and you you have to be pretty strategic when you like take a stand based on like you know racial inequalities when when inequalities when you're in that type of corporate world or like trying to climb these ladders, you know, because there is this, whether true or not, there, there is this perception, we'll say, that you immediately become difficult in a lot of situations when you, when you're like, when you feel misunderstood or mistreated or somebody didn't quite understand you as a person. You know what I mean? And in your personality and where you come from, there's all these cultural differences that like create these awkward spaces where people get to then kind of make up their mind of like where you where you stand or what you're thinking as an individual. Whereas, you know, they don't know any more or less like someone who we're working in the same company and our boss is, is white or our boss is black. You know, the, the, you know, as a white boss, sometimes you think like, oh, I kind of know what Devin's thinking because we have these similar experiences. But in actuality, you don't really know what Devin's thinking. Well, especially like, because like we don't we we like to put people in these like handy boxes. groups. Absolutely. But those handy groups are wildly inaccurate. It, totally. <laughs> so, no, that's they are exactly handy groups, though, but they are yeah. wildly inaccurate. Totally. So that's exactly what it is. So. 
the awkward spaces are less for you because there's there's this assumption of just like yeah we're for the same things like you said you're 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 a white dude you know bald slightly bald with tattoos all over so you fit into this box where if you're in a room with a certain type of people they look at you and they go oh there's another you know negative you know pro white guy like myself and it's just like you don't belong in that box you don't fit in that box but in a workspace that boss might not even tell you that i like devin or i don't have these awkward spaces with devin because the way he presents presents in a light of something that i'm used to and even though we don't even discuss it it's understood sure you know what i mean sure and yeah but we might not have any of the same values or anything, but it never becomes an issue. It, it becomes a non-issue because it's just like the box that you're presented, you know, the wrapping, you know, it's like a big box. It's like you get a gift and it's a big box. What do you think? Oh, this is going to be an awesome big fucking present. gift, man. Yeah, man. This is in a big box. And, and it, it all Christmas long is under that tree. You're looking at that big box. And little do you know, it's the small thing in the stocking is where your mom actually put the best gift at or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, sure. but people don't think that way. People look at, oh, there goes that big box. And that big box is the one that I want. Okay. So you're, you're essentially at times you present as the big Christmas box underneath sure. the tree that just yeah. looks like it's the one you want. And you know, that's, that's, that's what you live in, and that's what he's living in. And well, I mean, now, that's what you saw in the bar, right? Like the yeah. bar, like I, it was, you know, it's tough because a book's like sometimes almost sci-fi, right? Like it, yes, in in its in yes. its sort of outrageousness, right? So yes, it's tough to be like, okay, are these guys actually mental patients, or are they symbolic of something yes. else? Like totally, like what am I? Yeah, and so you're trying to like read into all that. Oh, but what you're seeing are unclear, super unclear. everything. It's so like, yes. But everybody is essentially an avatar of a thing that could be like the doc, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, this is a representation of like, there were these people that were highly skilled, talented, and then stick them in the U S maybe in the South and boom. Now all of a sudden the best they're good for is, a mental hospital because they don't fit in the yeah. box that you were just putting under the Christmas tree, right? Yeah. Like, you know, is that the story that he's telling? So it was it, complicated, like complicated stuff. But everybody was like a little avatar of a of a whole story of a person, you know? Totally, it's wild. Totally, and and you know, I go back to one of the topics, and this goes along with the book. Like you talk about like opportunity, right? So one of the things that I think all of us know as human beings, right? Like, and, and we say it on the show. We're going to be wrong more than we're right. Like, we say it on the show. What I don't think is spoken often is that as human beings, we actually accept it more than we, than we may lead on to, which then makes it easier, and, and hear me out on this, then makes it easier for you to justify maybe in your own mind of maybe taking a lesser candidate, you know, than what your gut might tell you or what credentials might tell you, because you can easily make up this like idea in your mind. And like, 
you know, ah, it wouldn't have been any better with the other guy anyway. You know what I mean? Like, you could easily just go with the whole notion of, like, people are wrong all the time. So the other guy, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like you make a bad hire and you choose the wrong person. Sometimes, even myself, I find myself doing that, like, well, who's to say the other guy would have been better? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And, and you yeah. just, people, then there's, but then there's these other variables that come into play that make you feel more comfortable in terms of like what we talked about off air, where you think that like this thing makes it better because I got Aaron Rodgers, so I'm going to I'm gonna bet my money on Aaron Rodgers because he looked, so in the same thing in this regard, well, I'm when he was bet- when he was driving, he didn't want to go to the whatever it was. The I can't remember what the name of the place was. Um, the bar. But he yeah, the, well, yeah, I don't understand. Remember yeah. what the name of the bar yeah, was. Yeah, I don't remember like, the name of. It. He didn't want to go there. He kept like, it wasn't said out loud, but like you, the internal monologue of the guy, you could tell that he was trying to find a like, better place, a better yeah. place. And yeah. in this, in his mind, this place was no place for this man. Totally. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. That's the thing that that plays is where it's like you you just sometimes you, we just make our minds up of what the picture should look like or how it should fit. And I think that's the one thing. Like as we read these books, and as like that's something that constantly comes up where it's like all this control and and that we feel like we actually have in life and this understanding that we feel like we actually have. You really don't. You really don't. And sometimes those pre, sometimes those, your personal prerequisites. So not saying like, hey, it's, you know, I guess when you see a tall person, thinking they're just going to be able to play basketball. Well, even when you see a tall person, like one of the things I I read a thing about, kind of a little off topic of the book, but whatever, is like when you ask directions of a group of children, which you don't do anymore because you got Google Maps, but you used to do. When you asked directions like, "Hey, is the field house around here?" Like, I, you know, I don't know where we're trying to find. And you, if the tallest kid says it's over there, you believe him. Yes, I totally can see that. Because yeah. you're like, "Oh, that's the big one." You know, he's like the smart, big adult one. But like, tall means nothing. Like, especially in kid years. Like, <laughs> nothing at all. but we all do that. We do it. We yeah. do it. And that, and I think that's the beauty. And I think right now with the book, it feels like that's a lot of the undertone with the understanding the invisible man, like the, 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 like the background of all of this is just as humans, the inability to actually see people, the inability to actually see people. And I'm, and I'm excited to get more into the book because I know it is very much focused on, you know, and, and I appreciate it's focused on, you know, being black in America during a certain time, right? And although that still exists, I'm, I also think about it as I examine other things in life where we don't see people for who they really are. Like, think about it this way, you know, there are how many more, and this is totally, you know, in the true show fashion, not exactly on the same we're little, line. We're a little out but, there, as, <laughs> as little we out usually there, are. As we usually are. But as watching these playoff basketball, like, why aren't more teams going 6'4 is tall enough 
to be an amazing defender, look at Marcus Smart. Look at like some like six four is actually six four and long arms. That's the whole money ball thing, dude. It's the whole money ball thing. Like there's when you and and it is interesting, like especially in the in light of like when you when you put it in a situation like sports or business or any of these things where you can be like fully dispassionate, right? And you could just easily judge an outcome. You go like, oh, all these like what well, were shortcuts, right? Like tall, good at basketball is a good shortcut. You know what I mean? Like it's a good a shortcut mm-hmm. to assume mm-hmm. that a tall person is going to be valuable on a basketball court. However, there's a whole lot of other stuff that's actually exactly. right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so at one point in time, you know, there were these shortcuts that people used. If you saw a, you know, a certain kind of white guy and you were in the South, you knew like, okay, I need to go over here and, and stay out of his way. Right. Like, and that was a decent shortcut, but like now in 2022, like that guy, you know, is, is, is as likely to be good for you as the guy who's in a suit at school. And I guess that's the interesting dichotomy of the book, right? Like, that guy yeah. might yeah. actually be good for you, whereas the guy who's at the school, hey, he might not actually have your best interests at heart. And that's like I, I think where we're. That's know, what we're talking about. That's what we're it's talking see, about. It's that's what people. he's. That's the the world he's drawing for. Us. It's being it's being able to see people, man. Like it's being able to see people, and it's being able to recognize that, like, yeah, it's nice to be tall, you know what I mean? But just because you're tall doesn't mean that you're going to be better than the slightly less tall person that's standing next to you. You know what I mean? Like Charles Barkley is, I think the number four or something in rebounds in the history of the NBA. He's not super tall. Yeah. Not super tall. Yeah. He's six, four. He was bigger back then though. Well, he was, he was like six, eight. No, he said, no, Barkley was six, four. He talks about it all the time. He was six yeah. four. Him, yeah, he was six four. I mean, I, I mean, I just know like haven't seen him enough, right? Like, cause we yeah. used to see him a lot. Well, he's got a know? little bend to him. He looks he, tall. He, he looks he, taller than six he, four. And not, my he opinion. is. He's a large. He's large. I think he's just bigger. Yeah, I think he's just you a know? big guy. But, but he's no, also he says he's six four. But he, yeah, he says man. it all the time. Six. He was played his NBA career six four and a half. Is what he says. Right. And. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even yeah, but he's like me. He's got those freakishly long arms. You know what I mean? Like well, other the things thing. that help. Plus, and like that's the that's what the book's about, right? Like it's There's the other whole... variables that you yep. know you you can't. And that's the idea of like just looking at cut skin color is not actually seeing anyone. It's, you're not actually seeing someone if if you're only the only thing that you're actually seeing is their skin color. You know, if the only thing you're actually seeing is that they're tall, you're not actually seeing them. There are so many other things to see. There's, are they fast? Do they have long arms? You know, hey, are they, if you're, you know, going for a job and it's like, oh man, okay. He is, he's, comes from a different cultural background. Um, you know, I'll give you an example of, I hired a lady, she spoke very little English. You know, kind of like I, you remember Muhammad. Muhammad was the same way. Wasn't yep. the best with his English and the accent would get in the way. But like we hired those two people because what I saw, I, I got a chance to see through the accent. 
and actually got to see them and and them meaning all of them and right. being able to recognize like yo this is a people person right this is like, a person who's willing to do the work yes and they love people so like they're going to be able to communicate just fine with people because they want to communicate with people and yes it might be a challenge from a cultural standpoint but over time that challenge is just going to make both sides of us better because they're going to put in the work because they're a people person you know what i mean and and that's to me like the book is saying like so far as what i'm getting out of the book is that you know it's it's it, yes it's about you know being black in a certain time and not being seen but there's also things you can take away from it about like how do you really see people and in your every day how do you really see you know see people you know what i mean and and that and that's the thing and even when they talk about um who's the oh mr mr trenchwood or trench trench um the guy with the uh had the the lives on the like cross from the school or whatever um um yeah yeah uh, yeah, you know I, I forget. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't find the name right. Crazy now. part of the story, but I think there's this other perspective. He's not seeing people, you know, because here he is, like he tells his story and everything, and he's it's like, wild. It's, it's wild. wild. It's a wild story, and he tells the story, and he's like, and then everyone wants to help me, and yeah, I'm better off now. Yeah, and what he's not seeing is that he's not seeing those people. He has he has no understanding of why they want to help him. They're, 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 they, they're putting on, they're using you as a circus show and, and they're, you're telling this great story. He's like, Oh, a newspaper come out and I'll tell this story. And, and then everyone comes to help me. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a circus show. You're, yeah. You know, like they, they don't really want to help you there. You're entertaining them. Yeah. And they're paying you for entertainment. Can I ask? So I know that, uh, you're a fan of rap music. And yes. I, I'm not a fan of rap music. That's not to say that I don't enjoy some rap music. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I have my favorites, and that, and uh, but it's generally it's not made for me. Shockingly, rap music is not made <laughs> for 43 year old white dudes. Well, anyway, some of it today is. Some of it is, yeah. but yeah, but more so. It's cable. generally and overall, I'm not the target audience. But I do want to say, like. Talk to me about your reaction to, you know, growing up as a child of hip hop, right? Your reaction to the rhythm of the book. Cause like the language and the beat in the book is super strong. Like now, super say, strong. Now, so I'm say, just curious how you feel about it. When you say, you mean like the dialect and everything, like how. Or just the way that the lines are delivered right like the the beats to the to the paragraphs like do you do you feel like the book is coming out poetic or coming out like bars no, it or is, is it, no, it is it alien or is it like does it feel like oh this is a hip hop is a natural extension of this or does it just feel like more just poetic poetic or something like that it feels it feels poetic in it but it also feels like lively characters Oh, it also sure. feel like I just think like and this is what he did very well is you could tell this story is written from a place of it's it's fiction 
but these are real people in their in in his everyday life. Oh, these are these are people that have definitely the the characters are well worn, right? Like these are people yes. that have existed. These for people sure. exist. So to me, honestly, being totally honest, what I hear is relatives. I hear I hear the cadence and the energy that some of this like when the women were talking about uh the 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 um at the hospital with the with the white guy and rich mm-hmm. white guys and having this I felt like I've been sitting in a room while my mom got her hair done at my aunt's house and my older aunts come in and this is how they would talk. Just trash talking, but sure. this would be the language in the in the tone of their conversations. Sure. And the in the pace and cadence of their conversation would sound exactly like that. When I was a kid, I used to love riding the, the, the train and the sub and all of that. And you know, one trip that we would take we would get on at the same time as this nurse's shift went in and there would be like these five nurses that would all pile on to the train at the same time and I would purposely ask my mom if I could sit by myself and I would sit right behind these nurses and I would just lean my head on the window and listen to their stories and it was just crazy the way they talked about everybody the way and that's what it kind of brought me back to is that so like I, I you know like I'm hearing like it's just bringing everything to life and it feels like you're almost going through a neighborhood where you're just meeting all these different characters. And then the main character is just, he is a poetic speaker. He's super poetic. And he's supposed to remember he wrote the speech. He couldn't wait to tell this speech. Couldn't wait to tell the speech. And he's just a real poetic person that, um, you know, sees life in a specific way. But I also, and I feel like he's very measured. And I feel like at times I, I, I hear myself in him and the way that he, he really is thinking things out from these wide lens perspectives. You know what I mean? And, he, and he's considerate of how things affect others. You know what I mean? And, and everything, like he's, he's a very cerebral character. For sure. Who, who feels and sees everything. And he's constantly trying to kind of protect everyone. It seems like it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he definitely seems to have his blind spots. I definitely agreed with the dude when he was like, you see this guy and you think of him as a God and he's just a man. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, that's super accurate for what we've learned from the narrator so far. Right. The narrator has this super outrageous opinion of, of the, I can't remember what the man's name. Yeah, is. Yeah, the, the guy who he was touring yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's got a super outrageous opinion of him. But even and of that... and like the he thought he didn't realize that he was going to be in the boxing match either. Like yeah. he's like he's thinking he's of a himself li- in, in this. He is regard. he is cerebral, but he's like he's fully separated from reality. He totally, tell, totally. You know? So well, yeah, but he's and he's also even with the man, he's also very much for himself. So it's like he's he's a very complicated character, mm-hmm. which is why the progression of this book makes total sense to where he's telling a story from. You know what I mean? Like he's telling a story, which it sounds like he's telling a story of 
his past and he's taking us through how he ends up as the invisible man living in the basement, you know, and not ever being noticed or seen and liking it that way. Right. Whereas that is not the same guy that he's talking about right now in chapter one through, mm-hmm. you know, four or whatever that it's not the same guy. And I'm very curious. And it, and it feels like he was very much thought he could kind of like I, we had a conversation just now thought he could beat Vegas. And, and, and it sounds like he tried and try, I don't know the rest of the book, but you know me, I'm always going to speculate on the end. Oh yeah. That's what you like to do. <laughs> that's, like to do. that's part but, of the fun. In fact, <laughs> but, it, but it sounds like, he tried and tried and tried to beat Vegas. A little inside joke, y'all. Y'all don't get it. But he tried and tried and tried to beat Vegas until he drove himself crazy. And now he's living in a basement, not being seen. But he learned some things through the way. He learned that the reason why he drove himself crazy is because he was trying to be seen. And he realized no matter what he did, he's not going to be. He's going to be the invisible man. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. We're all, we're on our way for a journey. So I re- I read this book over twenty years ago and 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 truly don't remember most of it. Yeah, there were like there were a couple moments that like jumped right out, and I was like, oh yeah, I know what happens here. Like and I, you know, like I knew right then. I don't know man, anything, but I I like man. it so far. It's a good book. It's really good. It's really good. It's super poetic. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I'm glad that we're, yes. that we're doing it. And and as far as it being poetic, just for people who are reading it. You, I had to listen to a couple chapters like again because it is. I would listen this. Poetic. I would especially this reading. I can't remember who who was reading it, but like this reading is really good too. So I'd strongly recommend pulling open the book and reading along because yeah, that's what like I think especially I need with as rhythmic as rhythmic as it is. Like ah, oh, it's just and so it good. bounces around. It it, it 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 does have a a a musical kind of feel to it. Like it almost is like jazzy. I would say it's probably hundred percent. hundred percent. Cause it's like bouncing around. It's like we're here and then we're here and the stories are just moving. And you feel like the, the, the the pacing like fully shifts at different parts. Like there are these parts where you like when he's driving, the pacing is driving. But when he was in the crazy bar scene, the pacing was a crazy bar scene. Like it's, it's really good. So, yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying it. You got any uh any updates? Yeah, so oh yeah, I do. I I'm, I'm actually doing um trying something. We're we're doing another uh we're testing, you know, oh man, what's the word? What what am I another uh what do they call it? Ah. Uh, um not the lean startup, but uh not the mom test. The other one. But anyway, I'm testing another um you know, he talked about doing like, uh, 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 um, what are you doing? Email. Like a marketing strategy or yeah, one, one of those? Whatever it is. I'm trying uh, to be true to the show, the show and remember the book and, uh, and what it is too late. And it's night. okay. Yeah. But anyway, I'm doing another test and this test is now, um, these baked beans people have been hitting me up for. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to put a post out. Um, $45 for a tray that feeds about, you know, I don't know, roughly 50 people or so, you know, at a cookout for a tray of these beans, five pounds of 
you know, beans mix that I put together, you know, my secret beans, Hennessy, right. Hennessy baked beans is what they sure. are. Um, and uh, charging $45. And I just put it up on social media, let other few people know about it. And I'm actually doing that tomorrow. I got to post everything tomorrow. I went online, found the a, uh, a app, which really wasn't necessary, but I found a menu create menu creating app that sure. was out there. It made it made it a little easier, but it ended up just being like a yeah. I could I could have did it on other stuff too, but sure. um, helped with some of the format. And they had like some some clip art on there that made it look even more official. Um, and I'm sending that out tomorrow. I put it together, wrote the ingredients, explained how it all is going to work. And I'm going to offer it through the summer. You know, whatever day they want it, pick up or delivery, and through the summer. And just right. see, see, test that and see what comes from it. You know, so like a another form of kind of catering that we can do, but not having to be at an event and have on-site hours just like, you um. know. Hey, yeah, we'll bring your, you a tray of bacon. Your high beans. Yeah, we'll drop yeah. them off, or you can come pick them up, and, and here you go. All right, I'm yeah. curious to see how that goes. That's an yeah. interesting one. Yeah, so that's right. what I got going on this week. That's pretty good. So I have uh, a new all-time high for Comics Helper. On Ooh. The app. So for, like, total titles entered into the app, right? So that's, like, the all the comics that are – there's 209 now. Dang. So that's like a that's a that's like a real that's a real number. You know what I mean? Like two hundred nine feels like a pretty substantial number. So he's enjoying this. Uh, he, he's it's helping. Well, we're gonna well, I mean, we're gonna learn. They they've sent some messages and stuff. So like, there's been some business this week done. In the app, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's and then, awesome, man. I think I did. I tell you last week about tags. No, it's tags. So he asked essentially to be able to like tag his customers. Oh yeah. 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 You did. You told you as like to baseball that. fans, yeah. NBA. So yeah, I'm, yeah. You had to make that. I'm going to be, do- I'm going to be done by Friday when I go in and see him. There you go. Um, so it'll be ready. So that'll be like cool to be able to be like, here's your new feature, right? To request, which is a good thing, but also it does make me think, and I want you to kind of think on this. Do you think I should rename before I get too much further in? Oh yeah, instead we talked of, about this. Instead of being comics helper to be like collectibles. So it's I, more focused on that's like a broader range, right? And I don't need to commit just to comics. Feels good. I think it feels good. I think only thing that's dope about comics is comics are it's so specific. Yeah, and it and it it's attention grabbing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it's people like us. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's like, it's like, oh, I'm making a tool for comic, so I definitely am like a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like a, it's one of those words that like it has pop. Yeah. And 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 it and it, it yeah it has some energy behind it. What about comics and collectibles? Yeah, something like that. Like I don't know. I, I think. There's got to be there's got to be a word out there yeah. that's the right Why one. Why not you know comic I mean? and collectibles helpers? See, because I think the comic thing, it's there's an audience of people that just like that, just catches the eye. Comics, are, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it it just catches the eye. It yeah. it it means you're about this 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 specific thing. 
Right, you're in this specific yeah. group. And and I don't know if collectibles would actually scream comics. Well, that's you the know? thing. I I don't yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna do anything like, just yet. But I'm thinking a, about it. Yeah, as a lane, like as someone who's more, you know, not that well versed in the in the comic book scene and all of this world. Right. My mind probably goes to ten different things before it goes to comics when I think collectibles. Well, that's the thing. There are ten different things that are in that space. Like yeah. just in that dude's store right now. No, true. In Kevin's store. Like he's yeah. got toys that are like yeah. that's a specific thing and baseball cards and football cards and all you yeah. know, all that stuff. What's his store called? Grand Slam Comics. That I, that was kind of the purpose of asking that. He he's he's got both. Yeah. Grand Slam and then I think, I think it's Grand Slam Comics and Collectibles. I think it's the yeah. full name. That's I was going to say that's usually how they name the shops. I've seen several shops that's like uh, uh, yeah, all of a sudden you notice those shops, don't you? Because yeah. you, you like know somebody who's like talking about that, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah. But even as you say it, I'm thinking yep. about like it's uh, one of the jersey stores. It's like sports jerseys, memorabilia, and collectibles. Yeah, it's like they they have like almost like a listing the things that they they yeah offer. yeah they're they're trying to let you know like oh we also have memorabilia. Yes. Yeah. And that that's the thing that I would say like. You know, you're you're in a certain lane. I am. You might want to fit. I want to fit in that lane that, a little. In bit. that lane a little. People bit. like us. <laughs> yes. yes. So I, I'm. I think comics and collectibles helper is like. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, if I someone's got... a comic book only, they're not like, oh yeah, I don't have any collectibles, so I, this can't help me. Or if yeah. someone's just got collectibles and it's just comics, it's like, oh, you can't help me. I, I'm a collectibles guy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure it out. Get something that sort of like walks that line. So yeah, yeah, totally. No, so. it's awesome, man. All right, man. Well, exciting, uh, where can... man. That's yeah, two hundred nine is a, it's a wow. big number. That's a real number, you know. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> exciting, man. So this uh, is wild. Yeah, we're getting there. Hey, so where can people find us? They can find us at theprocessesblackandwhite.com, and they can look us up on social media platforms and search the process is black and white, and we'll pop right up. All right, I'll talk to you next week. All right, bro, man. Have a good night. You too.